It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Here's your host, Keith Stewart. Members, friends and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the Director of Fun, here to entertain on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear, the camera's here, and the microphones, and they want oh, 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 yeah. Right there, Wade, I love it. A little Friday afternoon groove. And you know, man... You can, you can listen anywhere at 920thejersey.com. You just got to hit that Listen Now button there on the website. It's in the upper right-hand corner. And you can hear us on under your smartphones or anything else, which is great, I think. And uh, hitting me up here with the song of the week, which is Superstar by Lupe Fiasco. It's about 10 years old, but um, we have a superstar on the line today. And, uh, you know, he's a special young man. And he's a member of the Victorious Walker Cup team from last weekend. Just back from Royal Liverpool and now on our show... First team All-American, Fred Haskin awards list, uh, number 18th, number 18th ranked amateur in the world, and uh, New Jersey's very own. So, John Pock, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today, bud? I'm doing great, Keith. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I just got back from uh, the Walker Cup on Monday afternoon and uh, back at school and just getting some rest. So, you're dealing with a little bit of a time change, I guess, huh? How's that going? Uh, it's a five-hour difference. You know, I woke up at like four or five in the morning the past couple of days, but I'm slowly getting back into the groove of things, you know, sleeping later. So that's helping out a little bit. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure. And, you know, being a local show here on Fox Sports, 920 AM for New Jersey, you are from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, and you're now starting your junior year at Florida State University with the Seminoles down there. And just an unbelievable player, obviously on the Walker Cup team. Take me back to last Sunday, right? And let's start with kind of the morning. You guys are down. You're down 7-5. to five. What's, What can you share with me from the morning that, uh, you know, the team meeting was like uh, player to player, captain to player? Um, what can you kind of like, you know, let us in on behind the curtain? Yeah, so Saturday night we, we had a team meeting and we were down a few points and we sat in a circular table and we went around and everyone gave them like a little one or two minute motivational speech and just the uh the trust each and every one of us had in each other you know i think that's what really boosted us up going into sunday morning i got uh i got back sunday morning but uh i was out there rooting on our guys you know giving them some love and you know trying to trying to get them more confident and you know i think i think that meeting saturday afternoon was was the key to us winning the walker cup well, we'll get to more of this in a moment, but you brought it up. So they bench you on Sunday morning, but you're the only guy that goes undefeated, and you were three and zero in all your matches. Um, didn't lose one. Um, you know, I think that uh, you, you did a pretty good job playing. You you won your Saturday foursomes, your Saturday singles, and then uh, I, I don't know what the. Uh, killer name is going to be for that afternoon singles that you guys took eight and two but uh you won that one too as well two and one so um as a player you guys get to the end you win the walker cup what was the celebration like on sunday night oh the the celebration was awesome we all got together we're all just you know having a good time laughing and you know 
when you when you have that moment where you win something that big, you know, everyone's just at, at a high and, you know, it was it was probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. Well, there's no doubt that, you know, the coverage that we were able to see and hear about over here, especially online, to see what you guys are going through, and then the Sunday comeback, the epic comeback. And you brought it up earlier. You have this now camaraderie with these guys. How hard is it going to be for you to go from the Walker Cup team where you were with these guys and you were partners, and then now all of a sudden you guys are going to be the fiercest of competitors back over here in college golf and in amateur golf? Like, take me through what this season's going to be like when you see one of your Walker Cup teammates and he's across the fairway from you and you're trying to beat him, what what are you going to be thinking? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But you know, even with my teammates in you know Florida State, I see them. But in the back of my head, I'm always trying to beat them. You know, golf is at, in the end an individual sport. So obviously they're my great friends, and I wave to them. But I'm also trying to beat them. You know. All right, so one of the big deals about being on the Walker Cup team is that it's so competitive to get on. And I know everyone has a unique story about how they get selected or the phone call or how that process went. Can you take our local listeners, who are all fans of yours, right, hometown fans, can you take us through the process of how you got selected? Um, Not necessarily just completely step-by-step, but kind of give us the sentiment of what you were going through emotionally and how it all came about, and then when you finally got the phone call, what was that like? So, yeah, I I think um, I was pretty, you know, up in the air whether I'd get picked or not. And then it was, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday at the USAM. I I won two matches and I lost my third. And I think that just showed that the whole summer I was competing and then I did well in match play at the AM. And, you know, I felt pretty confident. And then Sunday morning came and uh, I got a phone call and they told me I was on the Walker Cup team. And, I still obviously I was surprised because, you know, everyone just wants to make that team so bad and there's no for sure picks. And, you know, when you hear that phone call saying you were picked for the Walker Cup, there's no better feeling than that. So who called you? Um, Mark Newell, the president of the USGA. Oh, just the president of the USGA. Yeah. (laughs) How good was that? So when the phone number pops up on your cell phone, do you know who it is? Do you know what's going Mm -hmm. on? I actually, I didn't know who it was, and then he introduced himself, and then I was like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so at that point, you probably thought it was going to go pretty good from there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of had a good feeling about it, you know, President of the U.S. said, you know, definitely got something good to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I tell you, and, and you know what, folks, it's just great to hear the joy in his voice, and we're with John Pock here, who's a junior at FSU, last year All-American, um, All-ACC, I mean, just awesome, superstar, see, you like that, Wade, Song of the Week, superstar, right? Sly, how you work that in. <laughs> you like how I work that in? All right. Clever. And uh, <laughs> you probably were about, um, let me see, uh, 10 years old or something when that song came out, John. But uh, you'll look it up now. You know, it's it's you could put it on your uh, Spotify chill house um, you know, playlist. <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving okay. right along. So let's talk about you growing up in New Jersey as a golfer. Right. And, um, yeah. you know, how did you get into golf? Um, you know, my listeners love a little background. They love to learn about, you know, our different guests that we have coming on. So, you know, everyone here is local kind of to your story. And it's, it's especially the, the listeners that are here on the radio on 920 AM. How'd you get into golf? So I started when I was about six and a half years old. My older brother, uh, played for Scotch Point, and 
he was he was a pretty solid golfer. He won counties in Union County, um, and I just kind of tagged along with him. And then, you know, when I was about ten years old, I was starting to shoot in my mid forty, low forties, and then kept getting better and better. And then I just, you know, at around sixteen, seventeen years old, I I thought I could compete against the best, and I just kept working hard. And here I am now, playing for Florida State. Yeah, I mean, one of the powerhouse programs in the country. And, um, you know, you've come a long way. And, and, you know, I've seen you grow over the years. I think the first time I met you was like 2014 on a national stage. And um, seeing you over the years, uh, I got a couple stories in there we might tell as we as we go through this today. But, um, you know, as you go through this and you've, you know, been a big part of the, the national golf scene, in order to get to that level, you have to have someone along the way that made a huge impression upon you. Who do you consider one of your mentors that helped get you on this path? And then not only that, but kept you on this path and stayed motivated. So I think you might know this person, Peter Kim. He played for West Point. Um, he's from New Jersey as well. You know, good family friend. And he was four years older than me. And when I was 12, 13 years old, he was that guy in high school that, you know, just dominated high school golf in New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, I really looked up to him because, you know, he's the best, and I always wanted to be the best. And, you know, he, he showed me the ways of national golf, playing in the AJGA, getting recruited for college. And, yeah, Peter Kim is someone I've always looked up to when I was younger. I know exactly who you're talking about. He, he grew up playing at Metuchen, and uh, yep. he was a fantastic player. And people thought he could have gone anywhere to play golf. He, he's got to be a tremendous role model. And, and I'm so happy you brought him up because he could have gone anywhere to play golf. He was that good, like you're kind of good. And he went to West Point, which just tells you what type of person that he was. And yeah. you know what, folks? We're talking to a special person here, and his name is John Pock. He just returned home from the victorious Walker Cup team over at Royal Liverpool. And uh, so you're entering your junior year at FSU. And just to give my listeners an idea of how good at golf you are, last year in your sophomore year, you won four of the 11 events that you played in, seven of which you finished in the top five, and then eight you finished in the top 10. So, I mean, folks, this guy can flat out play. So before we get into what your goals are going to be for this year. So I'm going to give you a chance to think about that for a second, right? Like, I mean, you're just on a victorious Walker Cup team and you're in the U.S. Amateur, so you got to think about this for a second. I need to tell everyone a quick yeah. story about an impression that I got of you, and I'll see if you remember this moment. So it's the 2016 U.S. Junior Am down at the Honors, okay? If okay. you remember that yeah. you remember that week, you had a really good week. You lost yeah, in I 20 holes that. to the eventual champion, Noah, right? And No, um, I'm pretty sure Noah lost that year in the finals. No, oh, Noah lost it. Okay, so yeah, Min Min Lee won that year. Strike that, forget it. I mean, does it matter after you lost? It doesn't, you know. So, <laughs> so anyway, so it's one of the practice round days, and it's a hundred degrees down there outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, folks. And I see Johnny Pock. He's out having lunch, and he's wearing pants. And being a New Jersey uh -huh. guy, I used to love to go over and say hi to John Pock because this guy is a superstar, and you just want to be around these superstars. So I go over and say, hey, Johnny Pock, how you doing? He said, hey, Keith, how you doing? I said, John, it's 100 degrees and 800% humidity. Why are you wearing pants? And you looked me in the eye, and you said, because I'm getting prepared. And I said, prepared for what? 
Because you said to me, you said with all the confidence in the world, just this quiet, calm confidence, you said to me, you go, because someday I'm going to have to play with them all the time. And I'll never forget that, John Pock. So what my listeners want to know is going into your junior year right now, what kind of goals have you set for yourself now that you're a Walker Cup winner? So obviously we have the smaller goals where, you know, every day I want to work hard, get better every day. But I think you're more interested in the bigger goals, correct? Yes, sir. Hit me up. So obviously I've got one and a half, two years left at school. I want to eventually be on the PGA Tour three or four years from now. It's, I think that's every kid's goal, every, you know, young golfer's goal. But, you know, looking into this year, definitely want to uh, try to break the record of FSU most wins, which I think is eight. I'm, I'm not sure who it was. I forgot his name. But I want to try to break that by the end of my my uh, my career at Florida State. Um, hopefully make the Palmer Cup this year. And the Walker Cup is in 2021 spring. So I'll be able to play that because I'll still be in school by then. So that's another one of my goals. And um, just try to break my scoring record again this year. So I know that was better than last year. So that's always that was a big goal of mine. And yeah, I think that's that's all I got for you right now. All right, man. Well, you know, those sound pretty good to me. And as the story <laughs> that I gave you told, the PGA Tour is definitely in your sights, young man. You know, I, I, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, hopefully at this point you've gotten a little older and you, you try shorts from time to time. But I, I, I did do. enjoy the I sentiment <laughs> that day. I, I did enjoy it. Do you, you remember that day? I do, yeah. I used to always wear pants. And then um, I moved to Tallahassee and they, you just can't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know what? We're having, having a great time today here with John Pock. And one of the things we got to do before we wrap up is that we got to do a little of our tradition here on Springdale Golf Live, and that's a little rapid-fire Q&A. So you up for this? Got it. All right, yeah, man. I'm ready. Best congratulatory text or message you got for making the Walker Cup team? Oh. Um, what person? Who? Jason, uh, Jason Gore, not for making it, but for after the after the Walker Cup. He congratulated me for winning. That's so, that's probably the coolest one I've got. I'm not sure. Jason Gore won on the PGA Tour one time, and uh, now he works for the USJ, yeah. USGA, and he's a really awesome guy. So I thought that was awesome. Favorite NBA player? Oh, Jeremy Lin. What size skort do you wear? What is that? What size skort do you wear? Oh. <laughs> Medium. Least favorite class? Oh, any math class. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate how cool you are. Ooh, and 10. All right, what's the favorite pair of shoes you own? Uh, probably, what are those Nike shoes called, the, the golf ones? I've actually got them. I'm holding them right now. Uh, they're the ones Brooks Kepka wears. Uh, do, you, do you know the ones I'm talking about? I don't, but uh, you know the. Uh, it's up to you, man. We'll skip ahead. <laughs> Most birdies you ever made in a row? Uh, six. What celebrity annoys you the most? Oh, I don't know that one. Would you rather win a Grammy or an Oscar? Uh, Grammy. When you hear the word champion, who is the first person that comes to mind? Tiger Woods. 
Well, you know what? He's quite a champion, but so are you, yeah. Mr. John Pock. So, hey, <laughs> before you. we let you go, you on social media? How can my listeners follow you besides the uh, FSU website? Oh, uh, I'm big on Instagram. Uh, I, I like to post there, and I guess a little bit of Twitter. All right, well, what's your handle? Uh, jo- Johnny D. Pack 98. All right, well, Johnny D. Pack, 98. I can't thank you enough for the hometown crowd. You know, man, all the success in the world. Good things happen to good people, and you are a great guy. So thanks for being on Springdale Golf Live, and we'll talk to you soon, bud. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed it. All right, John, take care. Well, there you have it, folks, our local superstar. It's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton. You know what? It's 8.15 for our friends over there watching the Solheim Cup in Scotland. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Be back in a moment. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs. The NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program, this Vanguard Service Initiative includes includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all of the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Well, there you have it, Wade. How about that? New Jersey's own, my main man, Johnny Pock, there from Florida State, Seminoles, Walker Cup champion. I mean, what an impact this kid can make on young golfers. I mean, what a role model. Awesome. Just awesome stuff. What'd you think? He's got his head on straight, too. Oh, man. There's no doubt about it, you know? and Making Jersey proud. And that's why I went with this song right here, because, you know, John is such an understated guy, but if you watch him play golf... You know what? Step aside and let the man come through. You know, Shumad's done. It's just so much fun, so much fun, and uh, a good second song of the week right there by Soul Coughing. A little, uh, I don't know where the title comes from, Super Bonbon, but uh, I just love the opening of that because 
I, I told that story about John back at the 2016 USGA Junior Amateur, and he, he had just such this such this quiet confidence about him, and it was just so engaging. You know, he you just wanted to know him, and you right. knew he was going places, and he's just one of those people that you know he's getting one percent better every day, and if you're not, he's going to get you. So step aside, let, let the, the man, man come through. through, right? Yeah, exactly. No, no kidding, right? And uh, you know, speaking of all that match play that's going on with the walk. Cup. We have the Solheim Cup going on this week with the ladies, with our professional ladies. So the Walker Cup was amateurs, and that's the amateur Americans versus the amateurs of Great Britain and Ireland, which we were victorious. And hopefully we'll do the same in the Solheim Cup. And the Solheim Cup, as I mentioned right before the break, is taking place over in Scotland. And the ladies are in a dogfight at this point, where the overall score of the matches is four and a half to Europe, three and a half to the United States. And it's like a Ryder Cup type four format where it's a a point to win a match and they played you know their eight points today and uh, the U.S. got behind early with foursomes or alternate shot format early and then in the afternoon they uh, they came back a little bit but uh, in the end they're still a point behind and uh, they're over there um, having their dinner and uh, preparing for tomorrow's play and the captains are getting everybody ready and you know I think it's cool you go from that uh, amateur event last week weekend and then now this amateur or this professional event but these match play events and it always gets me kind of thinking about how these have evolved over time and I was watching the, uh, the ladies teeing off in their second round today as I was coming into the show shop at like 7.30 this morning, Wade, because they're five hours ahead and, and uh, you know, they're playing rock music and everybody's cheering and golf was always this big thing where everyone had to be quiet and no one could say a word, like, shh, don't say a word, you know, and then now it's become much more of just for these matches because the nationalism is so fervent that they, they'll sit there and everyone's cheering and everyone's rooting and, and hollering and the first tee, there's like a DJ there spinning and I think a, you have Happy Gilmore to thank for that. Oh, I see. <laughs> You know, in certain ways, yes. In certain ways, I mean, Bubba Watson was one of the first guys to kind of, you know, create that atmosphere. When you watch Bubba play, you kind of think of Happy Gilmore. Life imitating art. It, It is definitely life imitating art. And... You know, it's almost kind of taking a life of itself, and then that's and that's kind of a natural, you know, evolution of things in the world. And you know, I kind of started thinking about it, and I said, you know what, it's kind of cool how these matches are going. But then it was like, well, what could we do to improve them? What what would be the next step in this evolution? You know, where where would Darwin observe this going next? And you know, I started thinking about it, and I was asking a couple friends, and I came up with some ideas on my own. And what I thought would be kind of cool is you have these matches, and there's always players sitting out in these rounds and, and John mentioned it at one point he said he had to sit out Sunday morning well they have you know let's say the in the Solheim Cup they have 12 players but they have four sit out in all of the different match play rounds well what if you could have substitutions interesting Ooh, how about that one huh no one was thinking about that one and I got that idea or that concept from the PGA Junior League of all things so the PGA of America coming up with that great idea of the PGA Junior League what if you had substitutions in a Ryder Cup or in a Solheim Cup so you're about six holes in and you're one of your guys isn't playing well or, or gals isn't playing well and then the 
all of a sudden the golf channel pans over to the practice range, right? And it's like almost like the bullpen in baseball, That's right? right? Up. And then over there, warm here he is warming up. It is Tony Finau. And here's Tony Finau hitting some shots and he just got, you know, he just got the nod. He got the call from the bullpen, you know, from the from the team captain. And uh, you know, Steve Stricker's like, he's like, Hey, Tony, we're gonna need you um on the eighth tee box because Patrick Reed doesn't have it today. He doesn't have it this morning, and you're my man. Warm up and get ready to go. And let's say you could, you know, but you'd make it like soccer, where you get a limited number of substitutions. It's not like a free for all, like hockey or baseball or whatever else. And uh, so I thought that would be a pretty cool thing, and it would add a lot to the fanfare of like, you know, say somebody was warming up. So to the coverage, because the coverage of golf at times can get a little bit mundane. Right. What if people started warming up in the quote unquote bullpen? Uh, the Ryder Cup or the, the crowd will murmur and the little oh, whispers yeah. all that's going on. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of craziness could be going on. And then maybe he goes, which match is he or she going in? Right. And there's all sorts of talk. And then you have much more conversation going on. And it becomes a little bit more like a real life scenario rather than someone just thinking that they're locked into this scenario for 18 holes or however long the match goes for, you know. And, uh, you know, the other thought was that it, in a modern world or in an online world, I'm sure we would all love to hear a bit of the trash talking that goes on back and forth because there's been some serious, wait, there's been some serious trash talking going on this week Good. with the Solheim Cup, which has just been fantastic for sure. And one of my favorites was Danielle Kang said, we're going to rob them of their souls. I love that. How deep is that? I'm going right? to use that this weekend. We're going to, yeah, exactly. I'm not even golfing. What do you have? Do you have a big cornhole match or something going on? I don't on? know what's going on. I'm, going to, I'm working it. I don't care if I'm at the supermarket. I'm going to work it in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> when fries with that? No. Your soul. <laughs> I was thinking more like the deli line, like the somebody somebody grabs the number before you. That's fair. Just to let you know, because you took that number, I'm going to rob you of your soul. I you mean, it's pretty deep that Danielle went with that, and then she said, "We're you know, people are going to cry." And then the the European team is coming back, and they're saying, "If we cry, they're only going to be tears of joy." I mean, like it's just. I mean, I love, I love it. it. You got to love this stuff. So I'm thinking if if the caddies and the players had microphones during the match, you know, where there's like dead silence when someone's supposed to give a putt, and it's kind of like should they give it or should they not give it and then you just listen to see if the players say anything or how they say anything or how quiet it is and how, how deliberate on tv of course you can't blast that through the speakers no yeah but yeah <laughs> but de- definitely it's part of the coverage because you know just like with the music on the first tee and the fanfare that's exactly what we're trying to get to is you know how do we add to the theater of the moment you know, and, and how do we just make it that much more like the world today? And, and, and you know, I, I think that there, there's a couple things there that are going on that I think would be tons of fun to do. And speaking of tons of fun, after a full two week layoff, uh, the PGA Tour is back of all things. Right. So sign them up because we are here for the start of the 2019 to 2020 PGA Tour season. And they're they're off to a fast start out there at the Greenbrier there in West Virginia, that famous resort in uh, the military challenge. And uh, you know, I, I think that overall, a lot of people are complaining about this new PGA Tour schedule. And at the end of the day, I, I think that it's going to change again, folks. So whatever it is you're upset about, that's probably going to change. So don't get too upset about it. All right. And guess what? 
What I love the most about this is that it's taking these guys that normally had like kind of a set schedule and it's making them prepare their year a little bit more with some focus and some strategy. And it almost kind of creates a season-like effect with some fatigue and some injury issues. Because if you think about it, when you sign on for baseball season, you're signing on for 162 games or, you know, football just started. These guys are signing on for their 17 weeks or their 16 games in their bye week. And injuries become a part of it and fatigue become a big part of it. So I think it's kind of cool that these guys have to plan these things out. Four majors in 100 days. Uh, I looked at the schedule. There's nine big events, include world golf events and majors in 19 weeks. You got to figure that out because if you're a top player, you need those points. And if you want the 15 million like Rory and you want a Post Malone song in your honor, then you definitely have got to sign on for some of these fall events. And where a lot of people thought these fall events wouldn't be a big deal, full FedEx Cup points. The guys are coming out and saying, I got to play in these things. I've got to do something to earn some points because I got to get to that tour championship and I, and I, and I want to make that $15 million. And it's it's really kind of cool. I'm looking forward. There's a lot of young names out there right now, fresh off the Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, you know it's going to be a good weekend for golf. It's going to be a good weekend for football and everything else. I, I wish the Solheim Cup the best. And uh, you know before we send you over to Doug Gottlieb, I, I certainly we got to take a minute here and we've got to thank those that love and support the show and uh, our sponsors without a doubt and first and foremost you know big um kudos to chris hunt and all they've done this golf season the new jersey golf foundation and their three pillars and everything they do to support us folks if you're doing anything in golf and you want to get involved in the charitable side please look them up new jersey golf foundation our friends who i'm a brand ambassador for summit golf brands you know zero restriction one of their brands is doing the outerwear for the solheim cup this weekend which i think is pretty cool and uh, at the same time uh robbie shelton was leading the green briar yesterday who's also a brand ambassador like me so lots of cool things going on for them with b dratty and ep new york and fairway and green and of course uh i got a slick belt as always on today so thanks to my man jimmy over there at fh wadsworth i know how you get your free belts mentions so uh What's your belt size, Wade? We got to get you one. Oh, uh, like 26? 26. Yeah, 26. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, you talked more today than you have in the last six weeks. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, oh, there's the music. Well, hey, folks. Thanks so much to my man, Wade Weiser, on the board. That's him over there. Our Springdale Board of Governors, and of course, Troon Golf Management. Most importantly, you know you. I love you all, my listeners. I'm heading back to Springdale, but where are you headed? Let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Tallahassee, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. You've been listening to Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the tee next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey.